0: Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to We Gotta Talk. I'm so glad you're here. This is the final episode in what I've been calling... Midlife Awareness Month. It's it's an unofficial designation. And all this month, I've been highlighting guests who are talking about how to better care for yourself in this time of life. So midlife, what do we mean by that? That could be anywhere from your mid-30s on through your mid-40s, that time in life where everything kind of changes. Your relationship with your friends and family might change. You're growing up. You're caring a little bit or a lot less about what other people think. You're finally settling into who you are and the things that you believe. But most importantly, you're learning new ways of taking care of yourself. So I've talked to experts this month who have provided, I think, some really interesting perspectives on how to care for ourselves uh, physically and on, on the surface superficially. And we're also talking about things we can do to care for ourselves on the inside, right? Spiritual evolution is huge, but there is a real shift that happens at midlife. And this week, I'm highlighting a guest who has gone through some pretty significant changes over the past couple of years. She is a comedian, a content creator, a writer, um, a host of in-person retreats. And she is the founder of the Midlife Awakening page and group. Um, It's on Instagram, and they do in-person events. Uh, And it's all about waking up to who you are, At any point in your life, her name is Haley White. I first met Haley at the Mom 2.0 conference years back. She is um, creative partners with another wonderful woman on this group called Don't Call Me Mommy. It's it's a comedy act. They do all kinds of fun skits online. Um, Their stuff is just so relatable and so fun. But Haley is much more than her comedy and the things that she puts out um, on that page. She's also gone through a tremendous change as she has gone through her sort of midlife awakening. She had what she describes as a sexual awakening through a divorce and a new relationship and a sort of change in perspective on who it is that she is and who it is she wants to be with. This is the first time that she's opening up about that. So I'm so grateful to her for uh, being vulnerable in that way on today's episode. And she also talks about the important ways that she is spiritually evolving. And I feel like I've said this a couple of times in the intros to this month's podcast. But the the shift that you feel at some point in your life, and like I said, for some people, this can start mid 30s, or it can happen at a time maybe when you've had your children and you're going into more of your self care period. But for a lot of people, I feel like it tends to happen around 40, where you start to feel so grounded and rooted in who you are. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to change from that point on just kind of means that you're more sure of your next steps. And you understand that, hey, the end point is now in sight. And if I don't start living true to who I am, however, that looks, then I better start doing that really quickly because time is a chicken, you know, not to be morbid or anything. Anyway, Haley is hosting in-person events in the L.A. area, and she's doing a ton of work online as well, starting to get a digital community together of people who are at that point in life and wanting to talk about their evolution, share their spiritual and personal evolutions and talk about why it is so amazing to hit this thing we call midlife. I find her to be so candid and vulnerable, so funny and warm. Her energy in person is just as warm and self-effacing and fun and, you know, sort of random as it appears online. I told her in the beginning of this interview, like, she's one of those few people who really matches up uh, real life to digital persona. And that's refreshing and really rare. Anyhow, in this episode, we're going to cover more about Haley's midlife awakening, what that looked like for her, and what she tells other people who are approaching this stage in life, or maybe just entering it, Uh, maybe practices you can do to connect and root into who you are as as a human. And whether or not that means making changes, hey, that's up to you. But it's a time for self reflection and assessment and kind of an understanding of where you want to go next. And Haley is the perfect person to take us there. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, how are you? Hello. It's so good to see your face. It's been a while. It's been years. I was trying to think back to when that um, conference was. And I it must have been like years ago. It's a while. Ago, yeah, it right.
1: Was, it was pre-candy for sure. I think it was 2018 or 19.
0: Oh my god. I you know what it was because I just stopped breastfeeding my daughter and she was two. So that was 2019. And that's, that's insane. Oh my god. Ready to explode at that conference. So there we go. 2019 to the day. Wow. wow time yeah. is crazy yeah. i feel like the pandemic made everything like
1: weird and blurry like a time continuum we just like lost those years and now we're just
0: getting it back I, slowly i'm i'm actually doing a really good job of compartmentalizing which i normally don't do all of like the pain that was associated with that and sometimes i'm like what we didn't go through a pandemic and then I'm like that's my survival compartmentalization kicking <laughs> in because you know what it was yeah it's the truth. You know, I think
1: that, sorry, I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's exactly what happens. We get through surviving and then we deal with all the trauma afterwards.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. I, th- I mean, I say this too, because I think it's true. I feel like you guys, cause you're in California still, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your experience was a little harder than in Florida. I mean, we did, it it, it was the same, maybe in some ways you could go outside and you didn't have that deprivation of like fresh air or space or sunlight, but I feel like you guys were, a little more locked down than us, so I shouldn't even be complaining because Florida, relative to the rest of the country, was pretty kicking during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, we it was still going down in Florida a little bit.
1: Like I remember, there were days where I just had like a full day of like nothing planned, and I had a toddler, and I was like making these really ambitious um, schedules with like acro yoga and clay. Claymation. I mean, for you, I've never done again. Like I did them like once or twice, and then never again. Wait, you took a claymation class, or was that for your toddler? Oh, not really for me. No, we just would make little okay. movies out of these things. You know, oh, that's like so just, cute, actually. I mean, we got desperate. I
0: was desperate. It was crazy I times. Know. It was crazy times. Um. Okay, tell us how old your your son is now, and then we're gonna dive into all the meaty, yeah. juicy, good stuff. But just so people have a point of reference. And I guess what I should go back and say this too, if we leave all of this in, guys. Uh, Haley and I first met at the Mom 2.0 conference a while back. She and her partner, her business partner, were teaching a class on video, like how to create great videos Content. or something. Yeah. Content. Yes. And I went up to you and Samantha afterward and you your energy is so open and kind and those spaces are weird sometimes because you never know like who's in turbo business mode and who just is there to like have some fun and you guys had such an opening or like open and warming energy that I was just so grateful because I was so nervous you know it was but so you guys yes anyway that's that's kind of how we go back I just wanted to get that in.
1: Yeah. And then we kind of stayed in touch and it's been so cool to watch your also like the things you've done with your podcast since, but don't you love in life how you meet someone once and then you're like, hi, we're connected forever now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, no. And I fully buy into you. I buy into your energy. Um, you are one of the rare people who can transmit the goodness that you have in person through the internet. And not everybody really? does that. Isn't it weird? Don't you feel like you can sniff out like a fake through Instagram and through social media? Don't you feel like that? Yeah, I, no, I'm you not really getting can. that vibe from you. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, that's amazing to hear because I feel like I've candidly and we'll talk about it gone through the hardest time of my life in the past few years. So um, if that's even still coming through, I'm like, huzzah, that's amazing news. Yeah. Um, Yeah, what a journey it's been. But
0: we're here and we're crushing it. So We're crushing it. And, and you, that was the perfect parlay into what I would love to talk about with you today. I've dedicated the month toward midlife content. And I love this phase of life. It's, um, to use your phrase, you host the account midlife awakening. It is an awakening on so many levels, personally, spiritually, um, trying new things physically with workouts, With like everything, everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to turn 40. I'm like, bitch, it's really fun to be 40 and beyond. So what, what was your midlife awakening and how has that looked for you?
1: Oh my gosh. So I always was also scared looking down the pipeline of midlife. I think I was like, oh, I I also had that fear that we all have. And then what I realized was like, we've branded it as this midlife crisis, but actually like it is, if you can frame it differently, it's, it really is an awakening for me. It was an awakening on many different fronts. I had like a massive spiritual awakening and I got really into understanding, like on a scientific level, obsessed with understanding the nature of our reality and how we exist and how it all works. Um, I grew up super Christian. So for me, it was like literally reprogramming the, my understanding of my place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was combined with a sexual awakening. I realized that I was like a very late bloomer and I was definitely very bi. I had always thought kind of, I was straight for a long time. Um, I had been, I had, I've just gotten through a divorce and I've been married for uh, like together for, for 13 years. Wow! So it was just a lot at the same time, but it wasn't like it was this crisis. It was like a realization that I want more from life. I want a deeper understanding of myself. I want a deeper connection to my purpose. And then I just realized I want to help others awaken into their own version of that as well. So that's why I started that account.
0: Okay. We have so much to dig into and we're going to get to the juicy part first, and then we're going to get to spirituality. I think those are actually two really distinct and important sort of evolutions that can happen in a person, right? Spiritual is a huge one. And I really want to dive into how that looked for you specifically. Um, But I need to talk about your personal sexual evolution, I feel like, and I've said this to friends before, I am hearing a lot of women Haley come out later in life. I know multiple people personally, professionally. Is this a case where? And if these questions get too direct, or it's like Sunny, just tell me to shut oh, up. I love, but it. this is like I feel like no, what everybody asks. This yet. I haven't oh, talked about it all
1: publicly yet. No, no. I mean, I came out on Instagram, but like I haven't really talked about this at all. And I, it's so refreshing. So let's go, baby.
0: All right, girl, saddle up and. Um, did you, did you, were you always attracted to women or was this an awakening so much so that you were like, oh shit, now I realize I'm into women as well. I don't know. Are you, do you call yourself bi or do you call yourself?
1: Yeah. Just gay? I, fluid. I don't know. Okay. So a couple things. I grew up super Christian. So for me, it wasn't even on the menu. Like it wasn't mm. an option and it wasn't like I was gay enough to be like, oh, this is something I'm suppressing. I was actually completely mm. oblivious. I had no idea. And I remember going to like festivals in my early 20s. And that was kind of my sexual awakening because I would see these women who are super embodied in a, in a way that I hadn't seen before because they were also kind of like wellness festivals, um, mm-hmm. spiritual in some ways. And there's also like Coachella in there, which wasn't that. But I remember seeing women in a different light and women that were more fluid. And I realized, oh my gosh, there's, some, there's like a curiosity there. But I had always been with men. I was with um, like a boyfriend right before I was with my former husband. So I didn't even have a chance to really explore. And it wasn't until I turned 38, I just turned 40, that I realized I don't want to live my life and never have explored this at all. Like, I Mm. don't want to like go through life and feel like, this desire it just became more and more apparent to me that I needed to explore it. But I was like, I'm married in a super monogamous marriage. I was pretty happy at the time, but I felt like there was something missing that I needed to understand about myself that I hadn't yet.
0: What did that feel like? Like, did it feel like an, une- an unease with yourself?
1: Yeah, it was super scary because I thought, I was talking to my therapist and he's like, you know that you have two closets to come out of. I was like, what? He's like, you're coming out of the spiritual closet. He's like, but you also really need to embrace this, the queer side of you. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And so at the time, my husband was amazing. He's like, I'm open. I I love you and I want you to explore this part of you. So we actually opened up our relationship and um, I started going on dates with women
0: wait your husband was like were you surprised at his reaction
1: no because this has been on our radar for a while like it was always exciting for us like I always was kind of like curious but I wasn't surprised he was like really loving and respectful and he was like I I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on anything in your life I don't want to hold you back And that was really a turn on Mm -hmm. to me, like someone who's going to let you be you and it isn't about like Mm -hmm. owning you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the more I started to learn about all of this stuff and going into the spiritual side, I realized that actually most people are on the Kinsey scale somewhere. We've had to choose a partner. Mm -hmm. We've had to say we're here or we're there. But like the reality is most people kind of fall somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And I started to normalize that for myself. And then I started to meet younger women that were just so embodied that were like, yeah, I'm fluid. I'm bi. It's not a big deal. Where for me, I was like, I need to announce it to the world. I had like a Mm -hmm. whole coming out moment on the internet. I was like, I'm bi. Everyone's like, yeah, we know. Um, (laughs) That's like, (laughs) you know, the gay
0: friend when you grow up and he's like, I'm gay. And you're like, we know. Like like, we do
1: that.
0: That's funny. Yeah, by the way, the Kinsey scale being like that sort of, I don't want to call it rating, but it's like a spectrum of zero being what super straight to like six being like super gay. And the the thought in theory here is that like you can technically be one on one end of those like binaries, but people believe that a lot of people are sort of like the one to five range. Yes, thank Um, you for breaking it down. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because I am familiar, but just in case people don't, you know, yeah, are listening from a place where they don't. So you're in the spot, your husband, I don't want to say signs off, but is coming from a place of understanding of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you did decide clearly to end that relationship. What happened in the, in the meat of that um, very welcoming sort of acceptance of you coming out to him and, and where you are now.
1: So I'm in my new apartment, you guys, it's, this is crazy. I, it's, I say you guys, it's like just you, but for other people listening, it's been so wild cause I've been living with him for 13 years. And so yeah. to be on my own is very new. Um, so basically I, I did meet a woman and it awakened a part of me that I didn't even know existed. Um, and a part of me that I couldn't ignore anymore. So we actually, we did um, do a lot of therapy um, and a lot of conversations and it was really painful. And this is the first time I've talked about it publicly because I adore him. He's amazing, an amazing human and was like everything for me. And what I realized was that I actually can't deny this part of myself anymore and I don't want to... Make him feel like he has to do something that maybe he's not as into. You know, mm-hmm. like he was doing it for me, which was really lovely and kind, but it felt like it wasn't his preference, of course, you know? So, I mean, transparently, it has been very difficult. I moved out in um, April. It's what, October? So it's very, very new. Uh, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I just had to take the leap, but I realized that our, our love had run its course and I had gained what I needed from our relationship, mm-hmm. which was a beautiful partnership, a son. Like I, I feel very, very grateful. I don't have any animosity um, at all, but yeah, I ended up falling in love with a woman and I've been with her for the past year. So you guys are still together? Yeah, I
0: think <laughs> dating a woman is a real dating a alone... woman. Oh god! I say this to my my friend all the time who's gay. I'm like, listen, I could not be a lesbian. Just, there's so much shit. It, it, it's way too much. Like I imagine talking to myself and I shudder. I'm like, oh my god, we gosh, it's fucking we actually have a rule like, that you can't uh, break
1: up on our periods because <laughs> like. We'll, we'll like come close oh and then we'll be God. like, wait, are you on your cycle? or Are you on your cycle? Because there is, That's I'll tell terrible. you what, women, we are so complicated. Okay. And I think there'll be a great book or a great standup set that comes out of this chapter because it's just, I went from being with a six foot six data analyst, <laughs> like to a five foot three um also he was like 43 she's 28 oh my god
0: Haley like total the other artist, end of the spectrum like a like an
1: actual rock star um producer yeah so it was like going from these just opposite versions of <laughs> relationships
0: I mean that is Insane. Pl- the the age thing would freak me out more than being with a woman. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm like, she's a baby. Oh. But I, I I think you hit on something which is really interesting in the way generationally that people look at this, um, sort of this specific type of evolution that you go through. Like, it really isn't a big deal to a lot of younger people to have no. what took you or maybe some other people years to come to. They're sort of raised in a different culture, so it's interesting in that way. And I'm sure that's like come up in your conversations yeah. before.
1: I mean, I've dealt with my internalized homophobia, even though I was at all the parades. I have a gaggle of gays, I say. You know, I went to Burning Man with like 30 gay men. I, I always felt like I was super in touch with that community, but I didn't even realize there I was like marching along and I had my own shame about it because I didn't want to let down my family. I didn't want to let down my husband. I didn't want to let down anybody in my life, but the person that I was letting down was me. And
0: I How did had your so family deal nights. with that. Oh, I'm huh? so sorry. You finish, you finish. And then I'll get into the question. I, I did not mean to do that. Go, go, go.
1: Oh no. I had so many nights like wondering why I felt so sad. And it was just like, I realized that I, it my therapists—I've had many, thank God. Shout out to all my therapists who helped me through this. But uh, they had said to me, you know, it sounds like there's not a lot of people that are like coming down on you. It's your own, mm-hmm. your own shame about this, and that's what I had to face. So
0: that uh, how did that exist then? This clearly very open, welcoming, accepting, and person that you were pre midlife awakening was you, you were the same person so what was your therapist or your take on why there was still that block there
1: i do think it's the christian upbringing i was raised with you know and even though my parents weren't that strict i was like really into that community and mm-hmm. we can talk about why i'm starting like i'm uh, this whole thing called self love club because i want the whole mm-hmm. church thing again i really I was like a youth group girly. I love the community. I love the snacks. Purity rings? Com- did
0: you do purity rings?
1: You know what? I didn't, but that was like the whole thing. The purity. Everybody around me did. Um, but I just realized, like, um, wait, what was your main question? I'm coming back to it. My ADD just that block.
0: The- yeah, yeah. Like I said, what was that block? And you were starting to say, I think it was the 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 religion aspect. Religion.
1: Yeah, I think we grow up thinking that you're supposed to be one way. And oh, it was my people pleaser. I wanted to be everything for everyone. And my greatest spiritual lesson in this period is, guess what, bitch? You can't be everything for everyone. You- Amen. I have to stop people pleasing. I want to just tap dance around what everybody wants for me. But like, that's just not authentic. I thought yeah. it was authentic. It wasn't like I was being fake in any way. I thought it was authentic. I, I love to like- make sure those around me are happy and at peace, but it was like, really embedded in my DNA, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. What would you say to someone at this stage in life, who, who is understanding that there is a change of foot, and it doesn't have to be in regards to their sexual identity necessarily, but maybe it's a a professional change. Uh, There is something about midlife that makes you reflect. And so if someone Mm. were feeling that sort of spiritual or energetic block or that feeling that they weren't living in service to their true self, what do you say to them? What's the process to tap back in to who you are and redirect?
1: I love this question. Be alone with yourself. We cover up our lives with busyness, with, with, you know, all of the, all of the things, right, all of the obligations. And I feel like people have not been alone with themselves enough to really hear that inner calling. I really got into being by myself more. Like I Mm -hmm. am a raging extrovert, candidly, like I that's where I get my energy. But I realized that I hadn't really spent time going inward. Um, I'm very ADD. But I developed a meditation practice that really helped because you actually have to go outside of your own brain, your own monkey brain, and start to kind of like be in that consciousness level and observe your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that was how I could observe the shame programming, the people pleaser, and the things that weren't serving me. But I think it's really important to be alone and and spend some time getting to know yourself again
0: it's wild how powerful quiet is and, and solitude.
1: Yes. And that's why I think like thinking about this midlife mark, like I'm, I'm very new. In, I mean, i I just turned 40, but I, I realized what it is is like for women, we finally have more alone time. Our kids are maybe a little bit older and suddenly you were just kind of in survival mode, keeping everybody afloat and making sure, make sure they all had enough snacks. And now here we are like, Oh, I, I can, have all this new time to do a whole array of different things you know
0: right right is that why you think we all change a little bit when we hit midlife it's just that sort of um there are more moments for pause i think it is why do you think we all feel that feeling because i think don't even get me started (laughs) let's
1: talk about we can talk a deep dive on that hormones it's also your relationship's I think what has gotten you this far will not get you to the next chapter that you want. And it's, in, for me, it was a reckoning of who I wanted to be and who I was, right? Like when we're younger, we're like always aspiring to that thing and it's going to happen. But there's something about this stage in life. You get there and you go, is this who I wanted to be? You're out of excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was. Yeah. i out of excuses and you have
0: to show up in a different way right do you feel different like I, I, this is going to come across like a really oversimplified but like when you wake up in the morning and you're obviously physically in a different space you're living your your schedule is different your um relationships are different do you feel like a different person now that you're entering this phase or is it kind of a more going back to who you feel that you always were, that this time has just simply afforded you the opportunity to embrace. And what do you think it is?
1: I am a new bitch. Okay. I feel like I am (laughs) living a completely different life. I keep joking that I feel like I'm cosplaying in somebody else's life because we're also splitting care of my son. So waking up without my son is so weird. At first it was very sad and hard. And I'm sure all the divorced women can agree, but then like this morning, I wake up, I have time, I do my yoga, I make my iced coffee, I have my breakfast. And I just have time to be with myself again. And I don't want to be the person that I was when I was 28. You know, not only was I just fresh out of Christianity, but I, I wasn't as embodied. I feel like now I... I know who I am. I know what I want. I know how I want to feel. And not because oh, I It's I like giving me chills. I want it to feel a certain way. And that's the difference. Because yes. when we're younger, right? It's all about how it looks. We go through life collecting the accolades, collecting the compliments, collecting the promotions. And I think this mark of midlife is going inside and going that inner journey of knowing ourselves. That is the real
0: success. And it flips. Yes. I love it. It flips. I, I I don't know how to explain it to people that are entering this phase. And I keep like saying this sort of amb- ambiguously. This it could happen for some people, you know, maybe their kids are getting older and they're still in their 30s and they're hitting this. Like, I don't want to like box it in as just 40 plus, because it's certainly not. But keep trying to like explain to friends mm-hmm. who haven't yet hit the like, I don't give a shit stage. But there is. Something that I feel magically happened when I turned 40 yeah. that I did not believe. It's it's like the stupid tropes about motherhood. You're like, Really? Do I really love this person that much? And you're like, oh shit, I do. But same thing <laughs> with 40. I was like, am I really gonna feel that different? But there is an intangible sense of knowing. And I think it can come out in a lot of ways. And for you, it looked a certain way. And for me, it looked a certain way. And it looked for me like I, I'm gonna stop chasing. Um, connections with people or friendships and I'm going to stop viewing myself as being the faulty one when a a relationship doesn't work and and I'm going to stop giving like this desperate like let me just prove to you who I really am no wait you have the wrong idea like it was like someone took a big Mm. knife and just went and I just stopped and I don't know why it took (laughs) But I don't know why it took that. I don't know what well, it is. There is must something cosmically significant about this period. It's probably evolutionarily built in, right? Because we used to not live yeah. that long. 40 used to be like the end of life, but I don't know. What do you, what is no, it? No, no. I,
1: oh, I love what you're saying. I'm like snapping, like, woo, preach baby, because that is it. <laughs> Everything you're saying was what I was saying was that you were doing it before we were staying maybe in friendships that didn't feel aligned longer than we should, because we feel like we should we were doing these things weren't really serving our inner, our inner truth. And then the no fuck stage is so powerful. I mean, I still have a lot of fucks to give. I'm not here to be like, Oh, I don't care about anything because like, that's just not (laughs) life. You know, I'm like, Oh, that's a new wrinkle. That's weird. What's happening with my nipple, but it's fine. (laughs) No, but like, I think that everything you're saying is true there. I don't know what it is, but I do think it comes down to also hormonal changes. There are, biological changes in our body and we desire a new kind of knowing like are we're you- done with the bullshit I'm, I'm, and you know what it comes down to boundaries too I go like for me I didn't really understand what boundaries were and for me now those energetic boundaries are tight like I don't need to respond to every text just because you texted it I don't want to leave you hanging Mm-hmm. I don't need to feel bad if my energy isn't aligned and I have to bail because I had a panic attack. Like I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like lately I'm just like, here's where I am. Take it or leave it.
0: Mm-hmm. This is awful. Mm-hmm. But I remember like growing up, what movie was it? With Jennifer Coolidge is the milf. Was it American Pie? And you know, this oh, yeah. cultural conversation of the older woman started happening in pop culture. And I remember yes. watching this as whatever I was, 15, 16 year old being be like, oh my God what's appealing about an older woman? Like they're old, they're only wrinkly. I think it's, and then I'm like getting, I'm there now. And I'm like, you know what? There is something so, and I'm not talking just sexually attractive. I'm talking like energetically attractive about a woman that gets it. And I, I do get why older women have more of a draw. Like you want to talk to them more. You want to be around someone with a little life experience and You know, as a teenager, I'm like, Oh God, look at that old bag. And now I'm like, Oh, I get it. You know, we have culture teaches us pop culture used to teach us that we reach our, our limit of, you know, usefulness once things start to sag or once you have your kids or once you, and that's really not the case. It's just a beautiful thing to realize, but it's a shame that I'm like embarrassed to say that I used to kind of be part of that as a young person. I was like, ugh.
1: Well, and it's also much different when your friends start all becoming your age. Like, this is normal. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's also part of it. But I think you're right. There is this something in pop culture that became like this mystique about older women. But I do think that I also know our hormones change and that sex drive goes up. I mean, before it plummets, right? But like in your 30s, I felt like, whoa, I am a different person and Mm -hmm. um. It, it, it really is fascinating because it really comes down to embodiment. Like I, it's all about like that deeper knowing of who you are and that is sexy.
0: How do you get there? How do you feel embodied? Um, and, mm. and that could be like a practice you do whether I know you mentioned meditation, but what does it look like to care for yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, now that you're in this new chapter? Yeah. So
1: I was really depressed. Honestly, the past, Mm, year. And I realized for me, like the tools that had worked for me before, which were breath work, meditation, Mm -hmm. those actually really weren't getting me to where I needed to go. And what I realized is I need to be outside. At the beginning of every morning, I like go on a walk, I need to be outside. Um, It sounds so basic, but I've been learning about like resetting my circadian rhythm and mm-hmm. there is something very physical that got me out of my head every time I go on a walk. And I mean, to be honest with you, al- alone time, like I, I'm, I spend more alone time now than I ever have. Um, and sometimes like I am a very highly sensitive person. I feel so much and something I'm really working on is like not absorbing everybody's energy because I'm just like a big sponge. I'm like, oh, lay it on me, I got it. But then I carry that. Yeah. And so a lot of times that's getting offline, getting outside, going on a, like my, my jam for recentering myself, I swear to God is like being in nature, going on a hike with a girlfriend. Um, I just like love a little hike and rants, you know, Mm -hmm. Yes, but am I also on antidepressants? Yes. I got on those and those helped me. And I'm trying to like get off of those and discover new supplements that can kind of help. Um, I also had gotten into microdosing with mushrooms, and it was a, it was like everyone's talking about microdosing now, and it's like I feel like people don't really understand. Like everyone's, you can't always like you say you're microdosing when you're always doing it. Like that's a macro dose, honey. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I when, you, like, when it requires,
0: yeah, the daily. Was, oh, microdose. I'm always micro. Becomes macro. I'm like,
1: is that micro anymore? Because it sounds like it's so not. what
0: what is micro? I know people that claim to be into microdosing yeah. and. I do. I had never gotten to the point where I've like explicitly asked, okay, like, what does that look like? Like once yeah. a week or like, what does it look like so for you?
1: I did a program. My friend started a community called MOM moms, moms on mushrooms, which sounds <laughs> crazier than it is. She's a baddie though. She's a comedian that I knew from this world as well. And so basically it's a program that you work. It's all about intentionality. Um, mm-hmm. you, you really are on for like, it was three months. You take like, Uh, I think it was four days on and then three days off. And there's such small amounts that I actually didn't physically notice a difference until after a few weeks. It wasn't like I was feeling um, anything. So the way that Mm -hmm. this stuff works and why I've been like geeking out on all of these kinds of like psychedelic healing, which is now becoming more mainstream because it actually works with the function of your brain. So it is, it really can um, work with like your rewiring your brain and your neurotransmitters. So it actually is like a rehabilitation for some of those old like neural pathways that have gotten in the wrong grooves. It can help to get back there. And I'm going to start, I'm thinking I'm going to start trying ketamine therapy. I've never done like any heavy drugs like I kind of get nervous about being too outside of my body I'm already like wild card enough I just don't need to be like on a heavy trip that's why I can't do drugs yeah yeah the idea of having someone there and it's in a spiritual sense Mm -hmm. it's in a container it's it's with a trusted professional that has studied this I am just so fascinated I feel like talk therapy could only get us so far (laughs) um I had gone through a pretty significant trauma beyond just like coming out and stuff that really needed like real real rehabilitation. And something that I have learned is like, we're never broken. Our brains are actually able to uh, be rehabilitated, which I didn't
0: know until recently. The idea being like, you can, like you said, establish those new neural pathways or, or, or what, that we're like, we can kind of guide it back to where it should be yeah, as so, far as like the the trauma.
1: Yeah. So if you want to geek out with me for a second, this is all part of my spiritual awakening. I, it's like a science awakening too. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Dispenza at all. Are you familiar with oh, him? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I, have, I have friends who are or devotees. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I've just been reading all of his books and learning, but he studies like spontaneous remissions, which means like people that go from like being in a wheelchair their whole life to suddenly walking people that, are suddenly able to like, you know, have these profound differences. Like maybe they um, were like suicidal and now they're like able to like, you know, move past it. So what he has shown is that through essentially accessing different brainwave states through meditation, we are able to change our brain. So they actually study brain imaging before and after, which is why I love this. It's not woo woo. It's like, this is so cool. They're able to look, I mean, and I'm probably speaking in layman's terms and, you know but they I, they look at brain images and can see parts that were not lighting up before that were literally like like one example was this one kid was drawing all these like very aggressive um, drawings of like death and his parents were really worried. They're like, we don't know what's going on. Well, they scanned his brain and a whole portion of his brain that's supposed to be lighting up wasn't. And through supplements and these different rehabilitation programs, um, they were able to then go back in scan the brain and see it lighting up again. And suddenly those tendencies were gone.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is the, is the modality though? Like, is it deep breath work? Like what is he doing to get people there? So,
1: so I mean, and I'm probably, I'm not an expert, but this is so cool. So when our, our brains like right now, where I think, though, like a wake state, kind of the alert is like beta, mm-hmm. but there's five different brainwave states. And when we are like first waking up and going to sleep, that's called theta. And that is the sweet sauce. That's why I say, don't look at your phone because that is when you can get into your manifestations. That is when you could access a different consciousness and like change things.
0: So is so that, basically- that feeling right before you fall asleep?
1: Well, I don't know if it's the feeling, but that's the brainwave state or the state. Yeah, yeah the state. Okay. And so when you're in meditation, you're able to access that while you're still awake, but your your brain is is experiencing a different part of your consciousness. And so what Joe Dispenza has studies is that by accessing that continually, people are changing their lives, having spontaneous remissions. And for me, being someone that was really struggling where breath work and meditation and all this other bullshit self-care wasn't working for me, I was like, okay, this gave me hope.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. I do think the next frontier in like mental and spiritual self-care will involve like something that recognizes that like brain science. Like I think we've been conditioned for so long to think like, uh, it's like woo-woo, like you said, or there's no science to support it, but I feel like there's so now much there is. exciting. Yeah, exciting things coming out. I mean,
1: think about how like psychology has progressed. We used to like take someone's like, a lobotomy, we'd take part of their brain
0: out like, oh, it's broken. Let me cut it out. Like, <laughs> okay. let me just do a little snip snip here. I know, it's terrifying. It's, like, it's terrifying the things yeah. that we Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And now you start it's- to realize where we're at and it's just like for me it's so empowering just to know that no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, you can do these things.
0: Yeah, it's interesting too. I feel like you're in California on the forefront a lot of of a lot of these wellness practices too. These things tend to sort of like bleed inward from the coast mm-hmm. as the years go on. What el- what else are you noticing women at this stage in life doing or implement? Because I know you're plugged into a lot of spiritual communities and and the world of wellness. So what else are women at this stage doing to kind of tap back in, reconnect, replenish themselves?
1: I mean, I think that. We are finally waking up to different modalities. I mean, I don't want to like reiterate what I said, but I have noticed not just women, but men too. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to bring men back into the conversation. For a while, I was having these women's circles, but then I realized, no, 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 we got to get the men back into these conversations. But for me, I've just noticed that my friends are curious to explore things that maybe they would have shut down before. Mm -hmm. You know, even... Mm -hmm. Even with sexuality, when I come out to people or I tell them, oh yeah, I'm, I'm more fluid now, they'll go, oh, you know what? I've always been curious about that. I've had more that's women tell me they're gay after I tell them I'm pretty gay.
0: <laughs> Wait, stop, Or they hit- they're not hitting know. on you. It's just like, oh, no. me too.
1: Close friends have been like, you know what? Or I actually feel like one of my close friends has said, oh, I feel kind of more like I'm a kind of a they. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's cool. I think that we're all just like waking up to other things that we've maybe turned off before. Um, but it all comes down to community for me. It all comes down to a deeper sense of of having like, like-minded people around and uh, going inward. And there's like a billion different Tell ways you. to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I like that you hit on what's working for you. And of course, it's gonna look different for everybody. But I, I think an important step is just hearing what other people are doing. Because even though it might not be other people's journey. It's just it's encouraging to know that there are things to discover as you as you get older. And I want to hear more about midlife awakening. Though you, your account on Instagram, you're starting to do live events now. Like you said, you're meeting in community with other people. Um, I love this too. You go on one of your lines in your Instagram bio. It's not a crisis. It's an awakening. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the line. I love
1: it. It's a, so, you need to get
0: that on a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm starting a merch line. Because I've had Perfect. so many. I mean, look, I'm a writer. That's my background. I was a copywriter, so I worked in advertising, and then I was a comedy writer. Still, kind of doing that. But I, I yeah, I have all these lines that I, I actually started these designs. But no. But back to your question. Um, so, midlife awakening is I. I, I want to create a community where people can also find resources to these different modalities of healing. So that's coming soon. Like I have gotten to experience all these people cause I live here and I know them and they're friends of friends, but I'll let you saying, a lot of people in other parts of the world and parts of the country don't even know this exists. Mm-hmm. And so it will be that eventually, but right now I just launched the first Sunday self love club. And this comes from a place of really missing the community of church Like I said, I really missed just like going to a place where you see the same people every week or every month. You have that community. Maybe you're not going to like be their best friend, but it's like like like-minded people with a goal. And what I realized was I wanted to be centered around self-love because self-love isn't about getting manicures and taking baths. Self-love is is really knowing ourselves and when we can actually this has been my greatest journey is loving myself breaking the negative thought patterns then that radiates to everybody else that's the way we treat people it's the way we show up in the world and when i think about my goal with this is i want to just raise i mean consciousness and help us kind of get to this next level so anyways i just had my first one it was amazing um it's men and women um, we have like will, each session will have like a different leader talking about a different like um, practice or expertise that they have. Uh, we like this time we did like a energy kind of healing. We did meditation and we'll have a dance party, too. And we also sang. I really want to sing. <laughs> There's something so fun about singing together, you know.
0: It I love amazing. it. I'm booking. I, I no, Listen, yeah. I'm all in. I'm booking a group trip to Italy next year. It's a girl's trip. You're more than welcome to come. And I'm talking to the lady, the woman that I'm I'm planning it with. I was like, we need to find a karaoke bar in this one city in Italy we're going to. And she's like, I've never gotten that request before. I was like, trust me. Like we just, the release of, there's something spiritual about that. There is that. And I'm not like an amazing singer, but
1: I love to sing. You will find me
0: always singing.
1: And it's just, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. And what I realized too, is that I just want to make a difference. I have been pursuing my own career, and for a while, I was really concerned about like working in Hollywood. You know, I'm trying to sell a TV show and all this stuff. And I realized, like, I just want to do something that actually brings people joy that brings people together. And so that was kind of my impetus. So I'm at the very beginning, but yeah, at midlife dot awakening. Follow me, please. <laughs> it's all I love minutes. it. It's, it-
0: yeah, and, and the content is it is it's encouraging, it's uplifting. Um it's I love it. I've been following it for quite some time. Are you okay. still pursuing the Hollywood stuff? Are you still? I know you're yeah. ever, you were working for a while on Don't Call Me Mommy, which is another super fun, um, like sort of <sighs> digital content channel that you created. Like yes. what's next in the other work areas? So the writer's strike just ended and we actually
1: have a show, Sam and I, my partner in Don't Call Me Mommy. We kind of pause um on the online content just because we both have been so busy, but we have a show we're pitching, which is super fun. Um, this is the furthest I've ever been like about to s- hopefully sell this TV show. It was actually based on a true story. I think That's I can tell. So I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about people stealing it because I just feel like you can't ever write it like I will. So we actually, Sam and I were shooting content in the street. This is like probably around when I met you. This is how long ago this happened. We were shooting a dumb sketch. I don't know. There was booty slapping. There was high kicking. It was very basic. <laughs> a woman comes running out into the street crying she's like my entire house has been robbed we're like what she's like how long have you been here we're like I don't know a couple hours well let me just tell you we caught the whole thing on camera it was going on behind our sketch
0: oh my like a robbery in progress (laughs)
1: yeah so there's a boomerang of me like like booty slapping and there's there's a getaway and the getaway car is going like this
0: (sighs) <sighs> oh my god I'm dying yeah. if this, not the, this is the video playing in loop and all the news channels in the background you're yeah. like oh. and there's. I had to send this to the
1: detectives or the police whatever it was so embarrassing I'm like high kicking and singing I was thinking less like oh. I'm coming out which is ironic because this is before I came <laughs> out um and they found them because they hired a private investigator and uh, what's really interesting was we were like this would be a, such a fun show, and so the show that we're pitching right now is called um, "Influencing a Murder," and it's like two aspirational oh mom influencers who will do anything for a shot of fame, and they get involved with LA's most when their neighbor gets murdered, they get involved with LA's most notorious crime ring to try to solve it, you know. And so it's kind of like, this, is, this is very dead to me vibes. Yes, and it was actually this was way before. Um, what's the Selena Gomez TV show that I'm forgetting that they started a podcast? I can't remember, but it's not very good. I mean, maybe some people love it, but I felt like we had this idea before that one. And so anyways, right now I'm literally in the middle of take, like the spider strike just ended. And so either I'm going to like sell it very soon or it will be dead. So I'm still in Hollywood. I'm still doing that. I have a couple other shows I'm writing. I think I will probably do a book about this experience because there's just so much. Um, but honestly, I feel less like I'm not gripping the steering wheel like I used to like white knuckling it. I feel like back to the midlife thing. I don't want to chase. I want to attract like let's just let it come to us, you know
0: it's gonna come to it's coming for both of us, okay, Haley, we got this. okay. Our- All the good, I'm in in reception mode, like give it over. I do that is abundance mode. It's true, the desperate energy goes away. We say bye bye to things we don't need, and you know what? Space for the things we do need.
1: And energetically, that is what I'm learning too is that's how things like I got really geeked out into the manifestation world. And while I have it, I'm not an expert because I haven't manifested everything I wanted yet. It there is something to that release of like
0: caring less where you're able to just be more receptive oh my god I'm dying I had a lunch with a friend recently and they were going through some things in their marriage and she said wouldn't you know the moment that I made the decision in myself not just verbally but I felt it when I said I really don't care what happens? I'm okay. He immediately snapped into, and she didn't tell him anything. Hey, you need to change again. She had been beating a drum and beating a drum for years. Hey, this is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. And finally, she had that moment of alignment in herself where she found the strength and believe when she said, I will be okay. And immediately he snapped. It is un-freaking-believable how that happens. That's happened to me before too, like where I just finally gave up on something, and then it just comes walking through the door. It's insane. And by the way, that
1: story with men, not to like put them all in a bucket, but that is very common. I There's something about women we're like telling them our needs, telling them our needs. And then when you're like finally ready to walk,
0: suddenly look
1: who shows up.
0: <laughs> I will fucking hate it. And I love it and I hate it. I th- And I said to her yesterday, I'm like, isn't that just so predictable? They need the chase. You can be married for a thousand years. And well, that's, the thing. that's why there is a difference between men and women, and, and I hate stereotypes, but there are some things that are programmed, I believe, into men, to most men, where they need something to chase or want or work for. or And I, I hate it because I'm like, do you not know how much easier this could be? We can just write a list of everything that we need and just hand deliver it to you. And you'd be yeah. the greatest husband ever. Yeah.
1: Well, Is it like that with not- women, Haley? <laughs> um i honestly it's don't probably know harder another only one since this whole thing has happened
0: oh my god
1: but i do i just want to say though i think that um oh my god i lost my train of thought i hate when that happens it was a good nug maybe it will come back to me because i was thinking it's about gonna come back men.
0: it was coming back we were talking about men needing to chase well, oh it no, and that's what it that is. Way. when
1: we i do think in a relationship who you married is probably not the person they are now because we are always evolving for better, mm-hmm. for worse, for without even labeling it better or worse, we are always becoming that next version of ourselves. So, mm-hmm. I think to keep a relationship exciting, you still need to have some of that reawakening of that newness. Mm-hmm. And even if that's going to new restaurants, even if that's trying new things in the bedroom, like that was something that was really fun for me. Like, oh, I didn't even know that you like that. Do you like that? Like, we had kind of never explored that thing. And mm-hmm. when you can find ways, of like reawakening your relationship with that newness that novelty even though like it will never be as novel as like the first time you know that is how you can really I don't know keep it fresh but keep it spicy I love it we're all keeping it spicy yeah absolutely
0: So tell us, I was going to say, tell us where to connect with you, but we covered some of that. And let's, let's end on this, Haley. I want your advice for everybody at this stage in life. We covered it kind of here and there, and it can be spiritual in nature. It can be, Mm. um, you know, just practical, but uh, to kind of round things out, what you would say if you had an opening monologue, say in a play that's dedicated to all this craziness or, or a closing, like, what would you say? Or your friend is about to, you know, she's five years younger than you. And you're like, listen, this is what happened to me. Here's what I feel like you might need to know going into this phase.
1: I feel like I already said this, but I'm going to say it in a different way. We go through life so worried about what it looks like that we forget to follow how it feels. Mm -hmm. And when we follow how it feels, we are able to get closer to our truth, and to our true embodiment and to our alignment. And I think that flip is everything,
0: you know? Yeah, that was very well put. I think we're going to end it there because that's perfect. And I want to just say thank you so much for sharing so much of your story and yourself and your great energy with us today. And um, I'll put your Instagram in show notes as well, but go ahead and tell everybody we did Midlife Awakening, but your personal one too or anything else you want to put out there?
1: Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's so nice to talk about this. Honestly, it's the first time I've actually talked about all of these things, and it just feels so exciting. So, yes, please, please slide into my DMs. Um, I'm at Haley H A E L Y White. Who knows why my my parents spelled my name like that? But it will forever. (laughs) You're talking to a sunny with an
0: eye.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I I get it. I get it. Awesome.
0: It makes you know who really knows you, right? I know, I know. I, I laugh now Aww. because gender gender neutral names are all the rage, and I'm like, they weren't cool in the '80s. Trust me, everybody but thought I was a boy. Look at me now. <laughs> look at me, midlife girl. It's when it all comes together.
1: <laughs> That's it, baby. You're the best. Haley, all
0: thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of We Gotta Talk. If you don't mind, I would love if you can leave a rating and review those help this show to get out to people who might find it useful or entertaining. I'm so grateful for your support. Please follow on Instagram at Sunny Abada or check out our latest blog post at wegotatalk.com slash blog. See you next time.